everybody, we're taking this week off. We're re-releasing one of our favorite past episodes, God's Salvation Church, all about a Dallas-based doomsday cult and its rise and fall in one of our local suburbs. After checking out this throwback episode, you can head over to our Patreon for some bonus content like our mini-sodes, mixed bags, and wheel segments where we spin an actual game show wheel to determine what we're going to be talking about. Thanks so much for listening and keep it creepy. On the brink of the new millennium, one man claims to know the day that God will return to Earth. His group takes up residence in a Texan suburb. Will it end as badly as officials fear, or will he turn out to be just another false prophet? This week's episode is God's Salvation Church. A bump in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I'm gonna kill you. Do you remember... Back in the 90s? Yes, a lot. I remember a lot of back in the 90s. I don't remember a ton about the 90s. I do not remember what we're talking about today. Really? No, but I also grew up in Fort Worth. You're further away. Which isn't that far away from Dallas and Garland, but Tommy grew up in Garland and Mesquite, and I asked him about this, and he said he did vaguely remember it, but he didn't know a lot about it. I was going to say, it's so funny because I... Very clearly remember. Really? Yes. How old were you in 97? I would have been 11. Okay. I was just starting. 17. I was just watch, starting to watch South Park. <laughs> yeah. I yep, was already yep. a big fan of Actually, Pulp I was fiction. 18. Oh, okay. Freshman oh, yeah. year of college. Well, oh. I graduated in high school in 97 slash started college. Okay. So this so, would have been around, yeah, your senior 17, year. 17, 18. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, I was a little kid and just into weird stuff. And oh, same, same. I just somehow missed this one. Well, but I, I also don't remember a lot from when I was younger. So there's a good chance that I was in this cult and I just don't even remember <laughs> being in it. I've blocked it out of my brain. I don't know that you were the target demographic. No, I don't think I was. Especially just based upon their recruitment efforts. They sort of came to Garland fully formed. So I don't think that they were really recruiting a lot of people no, here. No, no, no. They were. kind of insular. But my dad always shared a lot of true crime and weird stuff with me like the OJ case or this or whatever. So... I remember lots of discussion about this in our house. I think just because at the time it was so weird that it was so close. I'm from Mesquite. Garland and Mesquite are next door. For those of you outside of the DFW area, there's main Dallas and then there are these suburbs. And one of them is Mesquite, which is to the east. And then one of them is Garland, which is sort of to the northeast. And it's also partially the inspiration, Garland along with Richardson, for the city of Arlen in King of the Hill, if you've ever seen that. Oh, I did not know the that. The Mike Judge Show. Yeah, Mike Judge was from here. And I did know that. A little bit of office space is based about uh, the highways and stuff in Dallas. Also and then, filmed in Austin. There you go. Yeah, so Arlen and King of the Hill is based off of kind of one of the, the suburbs that's at issue today. Would you join a King of the Hill cult? Hell yeah, I love <laughs> King of the Hill, man. When I speak Spanish, I sound like Peggy Hill. <laughs> Although I have a little bit better grasp of what I'm actually saying, but the pronunciation is rough. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And today we are going to be discussing, it has many names, this cult. We are going to be calling it by what it was known most commonly as in Garland and North America, which was God's Salvation Church. So let's get into it. In 1992, 
42-year-old atheist Hong Min Chin was teaching sociology at a local college of pharmacology and science when he claimed he received a message from God telling him to pursue a life of faith. He took this message to heart and began studying and researching several religions before finally deciding to join a UFO cult in his native Taiwan. However, shortly after joining, Chin began to feel that the leadership was corrupt and he didn't like the exorbitant amount of dues members were expected to pay. So in 1993, Chin broke away and started a splinter group in Peipu, Taiwan, called the Soul Light Resurgence Association, or SLRA. He chose the location of Peipu because he believed spiritual energy from God flowed there from heaven to earth. Okay, so on first blush, this isn't too bad. He's, Not too uh, bad so he's far. He's found the faith. He's found the Lord, which, you know, that's always a good thing if sure. that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to spread the message to others on a cheap, uh, cheaply, which I think is respectable. And, uh, you know, starting your own thing. There's nothing wrong with that. He's an entrepreneur. Sounds at like this it. Point. he's a real go getter. Yes. Well, SLRA was considered part of the new religious movement, and followers practiced a mixture of Buddhism, Christianity, Taoism, and ufology. Chin believed that each person has three souls and that each soul is reincarnated. He preached to his followers that most of the world is dominated by evil spirits and referred to bad influences in the human world as, quote, outside souls. Chin and his followers also believed that the solar system is four and a half trillion years old, which is 300 times the age science states the universe, and that the solar system was created by a nuclear war. He also believed that Earth has undergone five tribulations caused by fallen angels that the group referred to as King Satan's. The first tribulation took place 10 million years ago when dinosaurs battled it out in the Middle East. According to Chen, the creatures that survived each of these tribulations were rescued by God in his spaceship. Chen also believed that a sixth tribulation was imminent. Craziest... Craziest stuff I've ever said in my life just happened in that last paragraph. Well, I was going to say, I, well, I was, I'll disagree slightly. In comparison to other cults, you know, Scientology, for instance, where they think that souls got exploded out of volcanoes, this isn't, this isn't too crazy, right? I mean, three souls, that's a lot to manage. I can't, I only have one and that's tough. But the solar system, if you, if someone came up to me on the street and said, hey, for $100, Billy Eigner runs up for a dollar. <laughs> Is the solar system 4.5 trillion years old, 1.5 trillion years old, or 6.5 trillion years old? I'd say uh, 4.5 trillion. I don't know. So I'm sure his average followers. Not, I'm not a chin apologist. It sounds like you're kind of into this cult. <laughs> like, is this? I mean, I grew up you, right near it. Are you I a member the, of God's Salvation Church, and I don't know about it? Uh, as far as the uh, the five tribulations caused by fallen angels, I really like the term King Satan. King Satan's is a badass. Well, first of all, heavy metal album. Also, probably some improv troupe somewhere is now going to name themselves that. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're the King Satan. To get started, we need to know your favorite sin. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good way to get a suggestion. It's honestly. always going to be lust when the lights yeah, go Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
So that's uh, that's a good name. It sounds like a video game name, but that's it fine. Does. Yeah, it's got a little pizzazz, a little. Zip it's it's fun. I it. feel like it could also be a biker gang, and you could have some sweet <laughs> ass leather jackets made. That'd be a one percenter biker gang, King Satan's. You like <laughs> like rolling up? To, yeah, people don't fuck with the King Satan. <laughs> Hell no! You know what you got to do to get in the King Satan? They're Satan's. the fallen angels. They caused the dinosaurs to They're, have a war they, against each other. They fought and won a dinosaur. <laughs> that's if that doesn't give you some street cred, then nothing. People will. Are like, I want to join the King Satan. How many dinosaurs have you fought? <laughs> uh. Side note. Okay. I 100% know dinosaurs are real. What a statement. <laughs> Go on. But isn't if someone, Billy Eichner ran up to me on the street. For a dollar. And said, for a dollar, are dinosaurs real or are they not? I would have, if I didn't know they were real, I would have to say they're not real. Wait, what? By that I mean it's such a crazy, it's so crazy to think what? about dinosaurs. You have a membership to the Perot Nature and <laughs> I Science I 100% Museum. know they are real. It's just crazy when you stop and think about it that di- like a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex used to roam the earth. Isn't that wild to think about? Yeah, and if you, you know, if you're a true believer they still roam the earth off of Isla Nubla <laughs> in South America. <laughs> I guess it's Central America, but nevertheless. Is this a Jurassic Park reference? Yeah, that's where the Jurassic Park is at. <laughs> oh, man. I just want to reiterate, please don't DM us about me being like, like creationist. Uh, actually. I'm 100% believe in dinosaurs. I know that they're real. They are. It's a hard It's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> dinosaurs are wack. They're wild. They're wacky. It's hard. But also, you see them all the time. I mean, every an, animal an is elephant. a descendant of, an, of a dinosaur. Just look at a rhinoceros. That's a goddamn yeah, dinosaur. Yeah, alligators. Those are wild Dull. sharks. Alligator. I saw a bunch of whale penises on the internet today. Why? I wasn't looking for them. Somebody shared a uh, fuck yeah science, or probably my friend's grandma, which she shares a lot of fuck yeah science. <laughs> Good for grandma. Surely she sees the F She word. should be a I member of King Satan's. You know what? She's freaking hard. She might already be. But they were saying that back in the day, the sailors could, didn't have pictures, so they'd have to draw what they saw, and whales mate in groups of three, so a whale weenie. What? Weenie. They've got menage a trois? Dude, it is. Whales fuck (laughs) but they stick their wieners up out of the ocean and they they kind of curve around they look like a tentacle so they think that's what uh the sailors saw that and thought that was a kraken but really it was because the whales were getting a kraken that's an interesting theory isn't that interesting yeah it is anyways back to the cult well something else that's interesting in 1995 Chin told his followers that he had received a message from god that they needed to move to san dimas california the group moved across the globe and changed their name to God's Salvation Church. In fact, the Chinese characters for the group are best translated as God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Association. Also look good on a leather jacket. <laughs> Very. Allegedly, they renamed themselves God's Salvation Church after being dogged by accusations that Chen had hustled followers for upwards of $90,000 each for a chance to be rescued on God's spaceship when the impending nuclear holocaust arrived. Again, can't believe I just said that sentence out loud. Okay, I was, I'm was i saving this, but I want to tell you oh God. my theory for where this man got his ideas. Are you ready for this? If it has to do with San Dimas, I think I know where you're going. Picture this. <laughs> the year is 1995. Six years earlier, the fabulous film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure had been released. Yes. By this time, it was probably in syndication, probably in Taiwan. He sees this. He thinks, oh, man, I have to travel back in time to save the world. <gasps> oh, my God. This is also why 
Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Yes. Just wait, you guys. <laughs> this it all totally comes makes sense. Together. So he decides he has to go to San Dimas because that's where the chosen ones, Bill and Ted, are. Wow. And he's got to find Rufus. I think you're onto something. He's got to find for Rufus real. to help him because if they have the time machine, they could probably go back and save the world from all the tribulations. Time machine, a.k.a. God's spaceship. Yes. Wow. I honestly think this might be where Thank this you. came from. My theory, rock solid. Well, they began to receive more attention when Chen claimed he had discovered a man that was the reincarnation of Jesus living in Vancouver, Canada, and that he had assumed the form of Abraham Lincoln. It dun, all dun, makes dun. sense. Chen himself believed that he was the reincarnation of Joseph, Jesus' father, and that his 10-year-old son, Chi Jin Lo, who was also a member of the church, was the reincarnation of Buddha. This doesn't track because if you're the reincarnation <sighs> yeah. of Jesus' dad, you can't give birth to Buddha. Also, that also means he's Canadian Abraham Lincoln, Jesus' father. All I'm going to say is strange things are afoot at the Circle K. (laughs) There's something going on. Well, Chen believed God's soul was divided into two parts. One part was in Taiwan and the other in Canada. Originally, the goal was to arrange a meeting between the man in Vancouver and Chi Jin Lo. Which was the son. Yes. The church placed ads in several Canadian newspapers in June of 1997, announcing that Jesus had taken the form of Abraham Lincoln and now lived in Vancouver, and it was imperative he meet his son. Unfortunately, their ads were never answered, and the meeting never took place. Ring, ring. Oh, hey, it's the Canadian newspaper. How can I help you? (laughs) Did you need to place an ad today? I need to place a personal's ad. As crazy as that call went, they were still the nicest people on the planet about it. (laughs) I'm sorry, what you said he's described as looking like a six foot five with a a little beard and a stovepipe hat. hat. Oh, you want you don't want me to put a photo, just a picture of a penny in there? Okay. <laughs> well, we do have pennies. We, we <laughs> back in the nineties, they did. They don't anymore. Wow, oh, we're bringing it all I'm back. Sorry. To, that's what we call a callback a call. in the improv biz. <laughs> I bet they were so friendly, though. If any country, you could call up and be like, "Can I put so many ads in? Whatever you want, sure." Canada's the one to go to. Yeah, they're the nicest. Yeah. you will not be judged. No. In 1997. Chen once again decided he and his followers needed a change of scenery and moved the group to Garland, Texas. Hell yeah, shout out DFW. Yeah, this is what put us on the map. (laughs) Apparently he chose Garland because it sounded like Godland. On March 26, 1997, Chen paid cash for his home in the Dallas suburb, which coincidentally was the same day the San Diego police discovered that the members of Heaven's Gate had committed mass suicide. Do you remember the Heaven's Gate? One hundred percent, I do. See, I that. do too. And what a thing to see on twenty twenty as a ten year old yeah, child. It's shocking. It's, watching that footage now is very it's still, it's still shocking and uh, very haunting and, and sad. Uh, unfortunate when your coworker walks in on you looking at pictures of Heaven's Gate and in their bunk beds. <laughs> yes. Oh my! She said, "What are you looking at?" And I showed it to her, and it was just feet. And she's like, "Whose shoes are those?" And I was like, "Oh, it's these cult members." And they uh, sometimes mm. I'm surprised you still have a job. Shut there. up! <laughs> Shh, be cool, man. Uh, it was my lunch break. I was like going to town. Well, on that's some pad- your own time. I was then. going to town on some pad thai. I had a minute. But I remember as a kid being like, "What's under those blankets?" And my mom mm. saying, "Well, they're dead. They ate a bunch of chocolate pudding." <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> well, just put it right out there. That's a crazy 
That'll be a two or three parter. Yeah, we'll do that one. uh, Most definitely. I also really love the news station out of Houston. There's an old clip, and I'll put it on the show notes. The lady that sold all the houses to the people in this cult, she said the interviewer. She's still living off that commission. Oh, hell yeah. The interviewer said, did you think that there was anything weird? And she said, they asked me if they could buy 20 houses and pay cash. And I said, yes, you can. (laughs) I don't care what you're doing there. Absolutely, you can. stupid as hell to turn that money down. Absolutely. Well, roughly 150 members followed Chen's suit and bought upwards of 30 homes within a two and a half mile radius of Chen. At first, neighbors didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. Then late September, they began to take notice when the members of God's Salvation Church began riding through the suburban streets on bicycles, dressed in all white and wearing cowboy hats. (laughs) That is a look right there. Shortly after, a concerned resident called code enforcement to report that the group was building a landing pad without a permit. It turned out they were just building a gazebo. That's a real garland thing to say. I think they are over there <laughs> building a spaceship landing pad. I just You need to send somebody from the city over to look at it. They're just trying to have a nice little gazebo garden to, pray. to go you know what's funny? Pray. You look up the house that was like their main house. And it had, they paved it's like nice the whole backyard and there was nice. They had a paved area and then they had these gazebos. It wasn't too bad. I really it's like. It's an upper middle class neighborhood. I appreciate you move to a new, you're in San Dimas. You're probably, you know, going around with wild stallions, t-shirts, cut off sleeves or whatever. Then when you move to Dallas area, you feel like you want to fit in. You class it up a bit. And you want to get some exercise. First of all, riding a bicycle in Garland and unless you're trying to get to work without a car is insane people yeah. don't do that. no no one really does that here <laughs> and then, but, but good for them for trying but they said you know how it'll look like we live here cowboy hat yeah <laughs> all white and some cowboy hats yeah, like, if you want to fit into dallas you take yourself down to cavender's boot city get you a cowboy hat they'll fit you for it they'll make sure it's, it's a whole city y'all it's humongous and it's <laughs> awesome and you can you if you need to camouflage yourself i'm pretty cavender's. sure they have not food cart, you know, like little food stands in there because you're so in much, there for so long. It's like it's like the Ikea. It's like the fair. Ikea of tight pants. Yes. Yeah. And belt buckles. It's the Cowboys Ikea. Well, in September of 1997, Chin published his book, God is Descending on Clouds, parentheses, Flying Saucers, close parentheses, to save people. You need, to, you need to workshop that book title a little bit. That, it's a little long. This is as if a six-year-old was given permission to name a, a book that went into publication. Maybe. Um, let me give him some credit. It may have been lost in translation. True, true, true. It's just also very long. It is a very long title. It's, it's not going to go on the New York Times bestseller list. It was here where he first made a startling prediction. On March 25th, 1998. God would formally announce his second coming, and he would do so by making his television debut. Chin prophesied that at 12.01 a.m., God was going to appear on Channel 18 in every North American home. It didn't matter if someone didn't have this channel. Then six days later, after God had announced his plans, he would be reincarnated in Chin's body. Quick question. Do you remember back in the day, I'm sure you do, when your TV had A side and B side, there was like a little box behind your TV with letter A and letter B, and you would punch it depending on what channel you wanted to watch on cable. Yes, but I believe we had I had that later than when I was growing up. 
Okay. Like in college or something. Yeah, I remember when I was like 10. Yeah, so yeah, tracks, yeah, yeah. And I remember that the channel 8, like the teens on the B side were the public access channels. Oh, yeah. And this is, sorry, this is purely selfish and personal, but when I was a little kid, there was a guy in Dallas. He had red hair. He kind of looked like a young Conan O'Brien, but it wasn't him. But he had red hair and he rented time out on the public access channel and he had his own evening talk show and he was maybe 20-ish years old 20 to 25 years old and I remember I was obsessed with this guy and was he I, funny? He was so funny and I cannot for the life of me, I've googled redheaded Dallas cable access guy till I was blue in the face, I cannot figure out. If you know who this is please. hit us up, if you're him definitely please. hit us up. Please, it would have been in the mid 90s, probably 95 to 99, sometime within there and it was a redheaded 20 something year old guy that had a little cable access Night talk oh, show. I hope he's still doing. I hope he's moved on to beyond cable access. I just miss him. Never but meet your say, heroes, Heather. Oh God, it's true. He's like, Ugh, kid, I was like you once. <laughs> he's grizzled and angry. Yeah. But uh, I like that it doesn't matter if you didn't have the channel or not, that God would still pop on. Yeah, somehow I, he was going to still be there. I'm curious if it was A-side or B-side. And also, I just think the only person Both. or entity that's more powerful than the cable companies is God. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tracks. Right, right, right. Well, Chen said that once this took place, he would perform three miracles to prove he now had divine power. First, he would turn invisible. That's pretty cool. Well, then they can't see him. I know. Then you can't see the next two, idiot. He would also duplicate his body to greet everyone simultaneously. Weird trick if you're going to pick something you can do. He could just hide and say, I have been duplicated. Yeah. He's got to change the order of these. There's a lot of holes in this. And he would be able to speak with anyone regardless of their native tongue. He got a Google Translate on his phone, (laughs) which is more proof that he's a time traveler, that Rufus put him in the phone booth, took him to the future, and he knew he was going to be able to get a Google Pixel 2. In late March, the Garland neighborhood was overrun with news fans and local media. And, fearful of a Heaven's Gate scenario, the police were on high alert. In the days leading up to God's big television debut, followers shaved their heads released pictures of what appeared to be jet contrails in the sky, which they claimed were left by God's UFOs, and dug a large hole in which they buried objects they felt would benefit future inhabitants of Earth. What do you think was in there? It's very thoughtful. Well, first of all, cowboy hats. Second of all, bicycles. (laughs) That's a big hole. Third of all, remotes for the television. A universal remote? Yeah, you got to. Did you ever do time capsules as a kid? I never did. Really? No, I Not never did. Not at school? We buried some at school. What'd you bury? You know, I don't remember, but I would love to go back and dig those up to see what was in Where there. Where are they? Somewhere at my elementary school. Somewhere in Fort Worth? middle school. <laughs> Where in Fort Worth? There's I mean, just buckets of stuff that little kids put in there? Yeah, you got a thing you get at the bank teller that oh, you yeah, send up the, the thing. <laughs> yeah, like one of those things, and then you'd put things in it that were relevant to the time. Where did they get those? From the bank? It wasn't a bank thing, but it was something like that. <laughs> it was a, a tube that was sealed tight. It was banned from the local bank. Yeah. I just need another tube, please. A vacuum sealed tube type thing okay. that you'd put things in that were relevant to the time period. And then you dug a hole and you buried it. Well, on March 25th, journalists, policemen, and residents anxiously gathered on Chin Street to see what was going to happen. 12.01 a.m. came and went. And God did not appear on anyone's TV screen. He was not more powerful than the cable company. No, he was busy. 
A disappointed Chen addressed followers and the media from his front yard. He reiterated his faith in God and assured everyone that there were no plans for a mass suicide. Chen was a strict vegetarian and often used this as proof that he respected life and would never have his followers take their own lives. You're a vegetarian. No. Your husband's my a husband. My husband and my baby are. That's nice. I'm the only monster in the house that eats meat. I'm like, you'll tear the steak from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> my question is, does Tommy ever use that as like an excuse of like, hey, I would never do that. I'm a vegetarian. All right. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, he should. What, about mass suicide or no, just I don't think we don't have to have him rationalize why he wouldn't have people kill themselves. I'm just saying I think that he maybe you could use that if like I'm a vegetarian. I would never cut somebody off. I'm a vegetarian. I would never oh. show up late to work. I'm a good person. No, he doesn't use it. Well, as he an should. Also, he's way. just a good person. He is. So. Yeah. My other question is: Do you think that at like eleven fifty-seven, mm. the chin and was like, "Oh shit, it's about to happen." <laughs> he had to have known. This isn't going to happen. The jig was just up. I mean, when any cult leader predicts something like this, which is very common in all the cults we see, they have some doomsday prophecy that inevitably doesn't come true, and then there's some reason and rationale for why it didn't. But they got to know in those times leading up to it, those minutes, shit, something. But then part of them, what if part of them is like, maybe. what if something really does just happen? Maybe. maybe he will appear. My question's like, why wouldn't you just... Pick a time far off in the future. Pick a time once everyone was already going to be dead. Yeah, you could say join my cult. It's cr- we got we got to prepare now. Well, then people don't have anything sense of urgency. It reduces to, to, yeah to look forward to essentially. I, mean, I don't know. It's the catch twenty two of being a cult doomsday cult leader. Yeah, there's a lot of catch twenty twos with it. Sinisterhood will be right back. Christy, I'm pretty sure you just told me that there was literally no other good shows to watch on the streaming services, and you keep having to turn them off because they're bad. I did. I have about five shows under continue watching for Christy that are never going to get watched (laughs) because they're so bad. But I don't even need to worry about continue watching them because I'm having more fun just playing Best Fiends. I am, too. I have gotten to level 172. Whoa! I made it. (laughs) You're above me. Oh, my gosh. Am I really? Well, to be fair, you are uh, caring for a fiend of your own. That's true. Yes. But while I'm on maternity leave, I got to tell you, when I am uh, pumping at 2 a.m. in the morning and I need something to occupy my time, I just start swiping on my little fiends. You just bust it out. I've gotten to where evolving my fiends, I feel like a parent now. I I know what you're going through. I can relate completely. It's, It's very much the same. Yes. We're talking about Best Fiends. It is the new Match 3 casual mobile puzzle game. It's free to download. It's super fun. It's been downloaded over 100 million times. So clearly it's uh, the new big big thing and everyone needs to get on it. And it's great because, like you said, if you're up at 2 a.m., grab it. If I can't go to sleep, I'll grab it. If I can go to sleep, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and play the game <laughs> while I'm drinking my coffee. It is the best way to unwind after a long day. I just... I feel like if even if I can't accomplish something in my everyday life, I can beat a level in Best Fiends. <laughs> it's very it's very uh, rewarding. Yeah. It's the colors are fun. I love it. Matching all the little different mushrooms or raindrops and you got to kill the slugs. I know. But the slugs are so cute. <laughs> you feel so bad. It's kind of you do feel a little bit bad, but the fiends are so cute and you, 
like you said, when you evolve them and they grow and then they have clothes on. Yes, it's so That's cute. my favorite part I is what, seeing like what fun outfit they're going to wear when they evolve. I try to tell myself that instead of killing the slugs, you're like feeding them because you shoot the mushrooms right into their Ooh. mouth hole. So I'm like, he's just going to eat until he explodes into another happy realm, even though you're that's, definitely that's destroying what you're them. doing. <laughs> yeah. And there's infinite levels, so you don't have to worry about content running out like on Netflix. Get to the bottom of the barrel on Netflix. You will not get to the bottom of the barrel on Best Fiends. You don't have to be a a hardcore gamer to play it. Anybody can pick it up and delve into a world of mushrooms and flowers and apples and slugs. So download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or on Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. When Chen was asked if he still expected God on March 31st, he replied, I want to emphasize that God's kingdom has already descended. Because we did not see God's message on Channel 18 tonight, my predictions of God arriving on March 31st can be considered nonsense. God! (laughs) Way to just yank the ripcord and bail. He then told followers they were free to go and reminded them, quote, I have never referred to myself as a prophet. I would recommend anybody not believe what I said anymore. You wrote a prophecy book. <laughs> he just went from being the re- the upcoming reincarnation of God to be like, guys, I am 100% bullshit. Just go on your merry way. I'm a huge idiot. Go home. I'm sorry. I you got to keep your confidence. No, he no lost one's it. ever going to trust you anymore. You got to you got to do he lost like the, his big dick energy. That's right. <laughs> He's got to get him back. He took off his cowboy hat, sadly, and held it <laughs> to his chest. Well, a few days later, on the highly anticipated March 31st, a small media presence set up camp in front of Chin's home in hopes of capturing the closure to this wild ride. Chen and some loyal followers that had stayed once again went outside to address them. He then confidently proclaimed that everyone there was God and told them to shake their own hand, in turn proving that God had descended, duplicated himself, and had just personally greeted everyone. This was a, such a good save. This, first of all, this is how you solve a problem right here. This, says, this is just a problem solver. Look to your left, look to your right. God. Both sides. It's like five when your college professor would say, look to your left, look to your right. By the end of this term, one of you won't be sitting there. Or like Michael Scott said, look to your right, left, look to your right. One of you will be dead from drugs in two years. <laughs> He's just being dramatic. I just like that he set that up, that God will come down and handshake everyone. When that gotcha. came to him in those few days where he's like, I got to say this. He was this. stressed. He was stressed. That came to him. And then you know he just sat back in his chair and tipped his cowboy hat. He's like, you know what? Wait a minute. Got him. Got it. Got this it. is genius He's right laying here. in bed sweating. What am I going to say on the 31st? Oh, God. There was only like 12 people left at this point, yeah. too. Well, they were given a show. They're the true OGs. I hope they all applauded. Well, I'm saying this, there were only 12 followers left. Yeah. And then how yeah, many everyone else in the media? had gone back to Taiwan. Man, that's such a good save. Well, then, in what Chen hoped would be a powerful demonstration... He stared directly at the sun, (laughs) exclaiming that a mere mortal would have been blinded. However, his excessive squinting and blinking left everyone less than impressed. Here's where he he was riding his high. He he got to, he flew too close to the sun. He stared too into the sun. Literally, 
got too cocky, then you you go out on a high, leave him laughing, Chin. He <laughs> fucked it up. He overstayed his welcome. He did. He said, ah, shake your hands for you are now God. And was like, oh, he's so smart. And he said, and now I'll stare into <laughs> the sun. And now for my last trick. I'll show you all. Should have gone out on that other trick. I think what we've learned is only complete idiots stare directly into the sun. Like our president during an eclipse. <laughs> One of my favorite, two favorite photos that's ever been taken in the history of time is Donald Trump staring into the sun because, of course. Yeah. And there's a picture of George Bush holding a corn cob, and someone said, it, someone put a caption, there's something wrong with this banana. And it just makes me laugh every time. Oh, we have some great leaders, don't we? So good. I just think that he should have turned around and left. You know, if mm-hmm. you stare into the sun and say, I'm not blind. But then the fact that he stood there blinking and crying. <laughs> just uh, And you know he couldn't see shit. Somebody had to lean him back into that house afterwards because <laughs> he's got just sunspots in front of his eyes. I'm not blind. It's just sunspots. <laughs> well, he then announced that he and the rest of God's Salvation Church would be leaving Garland. But before going offered to be stoned to death or crucified as penance for misunderstanding God's plans. No one took him up on this. It's a very fair offer. I mean, if you make make people uproot their lives, you made them leave their home country, you took them to, I'm sure it's a lovely place, but San Dimas, <laughs> and then Garland. And then an even lovelier place of Garland. I've been to Garland. I would not move across the country to live there. No, nor would I. I wouldn't move 20 minutes down the road to be there. I will say I did some digging because this, they left in the 90s. You know, that house is still in Garland. <gasps> Does somebody live there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same family. Then we won't give out the address. No, we won't. It is public. She seems like a very nice lady. Whoa, well, I hope that she is making some good memories there. Yeah, it seems like it. And couple- making good use of that gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... so. One day God will land on this gazebo. <laughs> they thought it was a mere gazebo, but I can tell you it's Just a landing Just by osmosis, pad. she believes in all of this you now. You know what? There's something in the walls there. You can feel Whoa. the vibrations. Well, almost immediately after Chin's false prophecy, the group fell apart. Oh, really? Many members were experiencing issues with their visas and had to go back to Taiwan. Approximately two-thirds of Chin's followers left the group. That's really sad that you get... All the way here. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even help you with your immigration paperwork? <laughs> no. That should be included in the cult joining yeah, package. Yeah, you'd think. Of the ones that stayed, they packed up and moved to Lockport, New York, a small town of 29,000 residents. The group's children attended public school, and the parents became more involved in the community than they had been in Garland. On the surface, things appeared pretty average. 29,000 is a very small. Mm-hmm, that's a tiny town. But then the group began to claim that a war between Asia and Europe was imminent. They announced it would take place between October 1st to December 31st, 1999, and that it would lead to a nuclear holocaust. And while the holocaust was to have many casualties, those that were followers of the church shouldn't worry as God would come save them in his God plane and safely transport the chosen ones to the Great Lakes region. Oh, my God. Why the Great Lakes? That's where God was going to land his saucer on the shores of Lake Michigan. It's That's what God told him. I mean, I guess it is great. Do you think it would be the Finger Lakes if they're in upstate New York? It would be much more convenient. Mm. Well, if you get on a spaceship, make it count. I guess that's true. Don't just be on there for a short little ride. Yeah, you don't want to just zip across. It's like uh, if you're in a private jet, you want it to be a cross-country kind of a thing. 
Have you ever flown in a private jet? I've flown in a private plane, but not a fl- private jet. I've flown a private plane. You've flown? Yeah. As, oh, as a pilot, you've yes. flown a private plane. Yes. I was behind the controls sometimes, and sometimes I was in the backseat. I have a fear of really small planes. As you should. Like prop planes or little island hoppers and stuff Things like that. Things can go very wrong Oh, them. and they usually do. You know? It's not that – I feel like it's not that – Small planes are inherently more dangerous because I don't think they are. But, A, the barrier of entry to flying them is a lot lower and the amount of inspections that happen is a lot lower. So, like, it's fewer inspections. So, if you get on a Southwest Airlines, right. the two pilots have had at least and probably way more than 10,000 hours of flying. And there's a crew of 50 people that check every single plane when you land and when you take off. So, there's just a lot of eyes and a lot of hands. A person who's had, I think it's like, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, maybe 50 or so hours, You can they can fly themselves. You can't Ooh, take passengers or whatever. That's just a long work week. You know? So it's just the barrier of entry is lower. And that's, so I don't think the planes themselves are more dangerous, but the those operating them potentially could have less experience. They although, feel a little less safe, too. Well, and it's also because the cabin's not pressurized, so it seems really loud. I mean, you're supposed to wear headsets and stuff. It seems super loud. And then... Uh, you know, there have been numerous reported incidences. Mm, there have. Well, it is unclear whether God's Salvation Church still exists today. It was rumored that after their 1999 nuclear holocaust prophecy fell through, they changed the date, still believing it would happen. However, members haven't been heard from since 2001, and the whereabouts of Han Min Ching are unknown. During its time, the church went by many aliases, Chin Tao, True Way, God Salvation Church, Way of Truth, and God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Foundation. It's the best name. <laughs> it's quite possible the group is still active under a name yet to be discovered. Or in 1999, were they sucked up on God's spaceship as the true believers and left us chumps here to suffer a nuclear holocaust as yet to be determined date. Or they are in that time traveling phone booth and <laughs> Rufus came and got them. Went back to another era. Joan of Arc. They went back with Napoleon and Joan of Arc. Did you like that movie? Uh-huh, your- very I much. love that movie. Yeah. Does not necessarily hold up. I have not seen it in many years, but I that does not surprise I me. I rewatched it a few years ago and I was frankly shocked <laughs> at the type of <laughs> Slurs they were just yeah, throwing it's around. It's problematic. It's oh, very problematic. my goodness, man. I remember loving that movie as a kid. Oh, it was and iconic no back idea. in the day for sure. No clue. No clue. I was shocked. You did. So, what do we think? You think this was all formed because of Bill and Ted's Correct. excellent Correct. He adventure. saw Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I think adventure. that's pretty. I think that's pretty smart. I think he had. He saw Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. He. he was inspired as aren't we all when you see george carlin on screen i'm inspired and he took pieces of that and used it to form a church and it sounds like here's the thing someone starts a cult they say i'm not going to be like the last cult that took everyone's money then all of a sudden you think well boy it does cost a lot of money to move a bunch of people to san dimas california sure i'm gonna need everybody to pay a little dues and you start collecting money and you become the very thing that you hated. Mm, so many times we've seen that before. Oh, Han Ming Chin. How ironic. <laughs> what do you think? I think I think that, I mean, I hadn't really thought about the origins of, of why someone would believe. It's not uncommon. Ufology and this whole new religious movement of mixing Christianity and 
alien belief and UFOs. There's a ton of cults in what we would call churches if we weren't calling them a cult. If we, were, if we were a member of them, there's a lot of them. That believe in that. Yeah. And honestly, I'm an atheist. So all religions I kind of look at as, well, is this any crazier than believing the other religion? I think I discovered about myself that I'm like a Zen Buddhist. I finally re- figured that out. The things I was like, oh, I believe these things. And you look it up and you're like, that's, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe, I'm more spiritual and there are things I believe in, but I don't believe in the Christian God and really any type of God like formed earth or anything like that or our universe. But to me, the only reason we don't look at a more well-known religion as crazy as we're looking at this one is because it's just been around for so long. And that's what we've all grown up hearing about. In a hundred years, if everyone had been practicing Chin Tao, it wouldn't be weird. Everyone would just accept it. I guess that's true. Although, I think you shoot yourself in the foot whenever you make these doomsday predictions and then they yeah. pass on, uh, you know, it's like the Zorp on Parks and Rec where they kept saying Zorp would, the surveyor would come and breathe fire and melt everyone's faces off. And every time they said it would happen, it didn't happen. That's a really good episode of Parks and Rec called The End of the World. And there's a really beautiful moment between Leslie and Ron because um, she's really sad that she and Ben broke up. Anyway, I've been rewatching Aww. Parks and Rec. So. I need to rewatch that. <laughs> so I good. do. But yeah, it's, I think that's the problem with the doomsday cult is you set these false deadlines and then when they come and go, then you look like you got a uh, sun in your eyes or egg on your face. <laughs> it's egg in your face. Sun in your eyes is the new egg in your face. Please don't stare into the sun. Anyone listening ever. No, it's not. Don't. Get those little glasses they sell at Seven Eleven. Yeah, you should get the glasses that Will Smith wore in Wild Wild West and then you can stare directly. Or in elementary school, didn't you take a pencil and poke a hole through a piece of white notebook paper and then you use that to stare i think so my dad was sick in the hospital we were waiting for him to get his x-ray results and it was on eclipse day and we couldn't find the doctor and he was rushing around the hallways and a fistful of x-ray paper and my sister and i followed him and he walked into the parking lot held the x-ray paper up and stared into the sun and that was the doctor (laughs) that was supposed to take care of our family i wonder if that's a a little hack. He shook his head. He goes, "Bad, ah, didn't work." <laughs> he came back inside. Hey, you got to try. If it had, he could have made millions. You Not know? that he he probably already has made. Well, millions. probably. But also, I would like to say that some people argued at the time, "Why are we allowing these these people, which I think is heavily coded language, yes. to move into our neighborhood and buy up all these houses?" They weren't doing anything wrong. They, they have every right to move into the neighborhood and buy yeah. those houses. And they didn't. It would be one thing if they bought the houses and turned them into things that were not up to code. But they were using them as residential homes. And I think that's fine. They also explain that their bike rides were instructed by God to prepare for and welcoming, you know, welcome God to America. They had to run around and, I guess, just be available and out. So in case was, he did <laughs> In case at any point he descended, somebody would be out on a bike and could alert everybody? Yeah, apparently Kind of like Paul Revere? Well, at the the time, nobody really noticed that they were in the neighborhood. But then there was something weird, like when they were all... I mean, and when we said they were riding around, they were in these white robes, and there were 30 to 40 of them at a time. Like It it would have been jarring to see this. It's a mass of people. And I don't like when all the people ride their bicycles to White Rock Lake, and I can't... Or Deep Ellen. I'm trying to go to get to the donut shop... (laughs) 
And everyone else trying to exercise and be yeah. green. Get out of my way. Uh, but then they, after they were riding around on these bicycles, they left flyers on people's doors that said, do not be alarmed. We're just riding the bicycles to prepare for God's descent. Oh, that's how, do not. That took a turn. Yes, that is how you don't alarm people. It's it did for, say, uh, you know, the tone was polite and, and and was apologetic. But So people weren't super scared. But the the people in the neighborhood. It would have creeped me out to see that. I think at first they didn't mind. But then they thought, well, you're not allowed to do it. This isn't even like a constitutional First Amendment issue. You just have a right to buy a house if you're they weren't doing anything with from their religion that was outside of the scope of the law. It wasn't sure. like they were doing any sacrifices or doing any. Right. They didn't People open are store. scared of what they don't know. Exactly. And you know what? If you see your neighbor around on a bicycle and a cowboy hat, say hello, because they may have inside information that the world is going to end. <laughs> you want to get on that spaceship. Mm-hmm. You want to save you a seat. Well, that is the God's Salvation Church. If you remember this going on, let us know. Or maybe you knew someone Ooh. who was in it. Maybe you lived in this area. The DFW I mean, area. We have a lot of listeners that are in this area. So there's a good chance that several of you have vivid memories of Had this happening. Bicycle spotting. Maybe even an encounter. Well, several of you all have asked us whether we were going to have a Patreon or not. And thanks so much for the idea because we have now set one up. You can hit it from SinisterHood.com. There's a link up in the top corner or go to Patreon.com forward slash SinisterHood. And you can sign up to support the show. We would really appreciate it. And some of the tiers get a few extra little perks alongside of it. So we would appreciate it. It's Patreon.com forward slash SinisterHood. Yeah, you can have bonus monthly minisodes an exclusive Facebook group that will do live Q&As, and a Sinisterhood sticker to place wherever you want to show your sinister pride. I like that. I have Sinister mine. pride? I have mine on my car, and I have another one on my laptop. I also have those things, and placed in various places around my house also. Oh, that's Mirrors, nice. the refrigerator, all sorts of places. It's branded. We also have some shout-outs. First of all, we need to say thank you so much to Melanie G at, I don't know how to say your Instagram name, T-R-I-C-H-E-C-H-U-S. You suggested Dear David, and we totally failed to shout you out. Thank you so much for not only suggesting it, but then reminding us. You didn't ask for a shout out, but you said no. you thanked us for covering your topic. We love you a lot. You're a super loyal listener, and we super appreciate you. So extra special shout out to you. Uh, we want to shout out at hair by Tiffany Mello on Instagram for sending a photo of the coolest pig I've ever seen, except for Petal. They're best <laughs> friends. They're, they're, I hope everybody could have just felt me look over at Heather like, what? Her, her head. The <laughs> cutest male pig I've ever okay, seen. Okay, I'll Hand take bone. that. Uh, Hambone, he is he is much bigger than Petal. I cannot imagine Petal was that size. Gorgeous. Also, ke- at the Kevin G for sending a super fun video about Waukesha. And I would like to take this time to apologize for pronouncing it Waukesha. Although I'm just such a huge Kesha fan, we really think that she should have her own city, and we're offended that it's not pronounced that way. But it was a very fun, funny video that he sent us, and we love Wisconsin, and we can't wait to visit. Maybe we'll do a live show there. I love Wisconsin. I love cheese. I hear they got a lot of it. We want to shout out at Kuma.Kenny on Instagram. He's all the way from the Philippines, and he sent us a lot of great suggestions mm-hmm. for future episodes. At Scout the Robot, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm so excited about this. The fan art that said the truth is boring. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. I posted it on my Instagram. We need to post it on the Sinister mm-hmm. Instagram. It is phenomenal. And they are sending us... Some prints of it too, yes. so we can hang it in our house and the studio. All over. The- Someone suggested that I get it as a tattoo. <laughs> I, I said, think you should get a full back tattoo of it. 
I said, that's, I'm very dedicated, but I'm actually having a tattoo removed right now. I don't need to add any. <laughs> just, oh, instead of removing it, just do a cover up. I just covered it up. Mm-hmm. I would personally like to thank Edgar and Alex at the Guitar Center off 635 in Dallas, who were so nice to me and helped me buy the right chords and the right mixer and everything to uh, improve our sound if quality. I don't know if you can tell, but we're using all new equipment. So Heather got a new laptop. New laptop. New mics. Oh, yeah. New, new cords, mixer. New plug So we're all good. So thank you, Edgar and Alex. You guys were super helpful and amazing. I also uh, went to the Psychic Fair. I got to meet a ton of amazing people. So I'm going to shout them all right now. Lara and Sarah, who are starting a oh, podcast called Hellbound. As they should with names that rhyme. I know. And they're super fun and funny. And they were telling me about... Lara saw a pig outside of her window when she was in Denton. Somebody was walking a pig, and she ran outside and said, can I pet your pig? And she I said, totally would have done that, she too. She goes, it's Denton. So they were like, yeah, sure, pet my pig. I wish Petal would walk on a leash. She won't, though. Oh, well, someday. <laughs> also, shout out to Brianna, who brought her friends and stopped and talked to me while I was uh, just waiting between uh, my reading and my chair massage. Nice. Uh, shout out to Katrina, to Sunny Allison from DCH, to Gabe Vasquez from DCH, to Marilla and Heather. And shout out to Caitlin, who's come to our live show as well. And shout out to Bree and her boyfriend. They're coming to the live show. She also reads tarot. And she told me that that a tarot reader she spoke to said, you're not a tarot reader. You're more medium. And I thought that meant, like, you're not good or bad. You're medium. And I said, you're well, average. I said, that's very rude. And she said, well, I think it's kind of good. I get to be a conduit. I said, I'm so sorry. I misunderstood <laughs> what you said. Also, shout out to Heather and Carly. Heather's sweater had a huge H on it, and she said it was from Harvard, but we both agreed it's obviously for Heather. They, oh, but that's nice to know that that's how you can get your brand going mm-hmm. is just order Harvard gear. I said, I'll go to, I will go to Boston and get one, and Carly goes, pretty sure you can get on Amazon. Yeah, I was like, probably. Hot tip. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And anybody that comes to the Psychic Fair, please be sure to say hi. And I got a reading with Sylvia, and as always, spot on. Accurate. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. So good. So nice. Amazing. Awesome. She said, you have to be a nun for the next few weeks. I said, I'm sorry. What was that? And she said, oh, I just mean like be really spiritual. I was like, all right. All right. Also, be super pious and non-horny. No, she, she didn't say. I said, so I'm like supposed to be abstinent? She said, oh, no, 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 no. You'll probably have sex in like a week. And I was like, girl, I will not update <laughs> you guys if that happens. Know Who knows? The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps small podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SinisterhoodPod and like us on Facebook at SinisterHood. Christy, where are you at on the internet? I am on Twitter at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I'm at... Heather vs. The World on Instagram and MCK vs. The World on Twitter. Mm. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinister. Hood.